Right, our next episode, bringing every painter and Rico, is an old friend of mine, Pete Brimble. Welcome, Pete. Good evening to you. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, nice to see you. Looking well. Keep keeping reasonably fit. Yeah. You're not playing yeah. football anymore, Pete, are you? I I I couldn't run outside the six yard box if I've tried. No. But now now both knees are pretty stiff, and yeah. uh, you know it stops me running. So there we go. I'm still okay for a walk. We will start at the beginning, but you did play for a long time, didn't you? So. I did. So. Indeed. That's where I've ruined my body, really. <laughs> We started beginning then, Pete. So, what's your first memories of kicking a football about? Um, well, first memories of kicking a football about was in the field, of course, at Highridge, which is yeah. which is you know the famous sort of uh, playing field that we all lived around. Um, many names that you you know you'll recognise from the past. Some alive, some not alive. Yeah. Playing football Sunday mornings with the old jumpers down his goalposts and uh, us little ones trying to take on the bigger ones, and um, yeah, that was where. Our, 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 our sort of hunger for football began, I think, yeah. So Yours must have been the worst jumper put down there because you've got some horrendous jumpers, haven't you? <laughs> well, I've played golf with Pete over the last few yeah. years and he's got the worst dress sense I've ever seen, I think. Well, you've probably seen one of the jumpers. You've <laughs> you probably still wear them. I've got a few left in the wardrobe, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't fit now, but they, you know, they keep me warm at night. Um, so, yeah, no, and, and of course, watching High Ridge, uh, High Ridge United, well, before High Ridge, actually, Bishopsworth plays, Bishopsworth football team, actually played play on him. that field before Highridge. Yeah. yeah, my dad played for Bishop's yeah. And it was yeah. a very well-known footballer who was a tremendous footballer. I remember watching him, Mike Tudor. The name Tudor is, is, is pretty well-known in Bristol football back in the 60s. And um, he was a terrific player, a terrific player. And uh, so I used to watch Bishopsworth on a Saturday afternoon, um, as a lot of us did as kids. Um, and then I don't know the story as to how it turned into Irish, but Bishopsworth folded. And of course, there was a cricket field, there was a cricket pavilion at the bottom of the field as well. So we had cricket in the summer. Um, so that field has got a lot to. Uh, you know, a lot to look back on, really, in terms of memories. So, uh, yeah, so watching Highridge every Saturday afternoon when they played at home was was the thing to do, and kick a ball in the back of the net and talk to the goalkeeper, you know, as you did, and wait for a ball to come out and, you know, give yeah. it back to them, you know, all those little enthusiastic streaks that we had was uh, was all good memories, yeah. And good players coming through in the old days. John Shore, who was a son of the post office owner down at, down at yeah. the church there, was a very well-known and centre forward who scored a huge amount of goals, you know. So I sort of looked at him and thought, I wouldn't mind being a bit like you one day. So it's sort of a bit of an inspiration, really. Um, and I joined and played my first football match in the first team for Irish at the age of 15. So would you start for you know structured football? What teams did you start with? Is it a boys club? Or was it? Oh, of course, I played boys club football. Is that school club? School football. What you boys know? club is that? Femster Down boys, boys club. club. Yeah, Steve Long's club. Yeah, really. Yeah. 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 Then we all went through there as well, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I did. I don't know whether we come out the side with the right mentality, but <laughs> you know, less said about the better. Um, but yeah, no, played football for the boys club. Obviously, school football. Um, and then, you know, the desire to play for Irish United was, was always burning away and I managed to get an opportunity to play as a... As so a, that was your first experience of men's football was Highbridge United? Yeah. Yeah. They were in the senior district league um, and I played as right winger. I was a skinny little little bugger, to be honest, and short at the time. I didn't really grow until I was 18. Um, I was probably 5'4", I think, probably at the age of 15 and stayed 5'4 until I was probably 17. Um, um, finally grew, which is uh, which was a which was a relief. Obviously, shrink a little bit now in my age, but <laughs> so yeah, 15 years of age, kicked to hell on the right wing. Senior district football as tough as you like, you know. The likes of Billy Shaw mm -hmm. playing at left back, Roy Vincent, um, who took over it up front after John Shaw retired. Um, so I was playing up front with um, uh, with Roy as a centre forward before he dropped back to centre half. And Billy Shaw played as captain, really left back, terrific player, really. Billy Shaw, terrific player. Suffered with polio as a as a child, right? Um, and you know, always carried a limp and and you know, sort of muscle wastage in his leg. Didn't stop him. He was as tough and as hard as nails. And a lot of skill, a lot of ability. Great left foot, ping a ball down the flank, you know, accurately. Uh, a lot of respect for Billy. Um, so yeah, so 15 years of age, 
was where it started. I'm not sure when Paul came along, because um, he's two and a half, three. Your years brother. Ago. Yeah. Talking about your brothers, I know. Obviously, I know all your brothers. I played with Nigel, and Paul, and Mike. God bless his soul, your oldest brother. He was a winger as well, wasn't he? He was indeed. And yeah. he was a talented winger. I'm not saying you weren't Pete. I wasn't a talented but, winger. But <laughs> you would say, you know, your brothers, would he probably Mike the most talented? Yeah. Yeah, skillful. Well, I say that. I think Nigel, uh, as, a, as, a, as a huge talented footballer, yeah, midfield. A, a midfield player who had a huge amount of vision, and you have to bear in mind that Nigel at 15 played for Clandown first team. Mike took him up to Clandown. And he played first team football regularly in midfield mm. alongside uh, Eric Jordan, and uh, since there was a few players there, weren't they? they were they were pretty tasty players. Yeah, they were, in the they were decent, they were a good bunch, weren't they? Well, I I played with Mike at Clandown um, yeah. when Mike played up front, and he was decent up front as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, he'd he'd, he'd feed Ian Anderson, you know, yeah, with intelligent football, an accurate cross as he did over the years when I played with him. Clevedon, for example, um, it was a delight to to, you know, to get on the end of one of his accurate crosses. So yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, Mike, of course, I don't know if you realise, but he was at Bristol Rovers. Mm. Um, they released him, and Bert Tan picked him up, and uh, but unfair on him really because he had a few clubs come in uh, to uh, professional clubs to give him a contract. Um, Newport, Swansea, I think, were the were the two that, he, and he would have gone, I think. But Bobby Campbell came in as manager. And he, he sort of didn't want him to go, so he just didn't release him. I don't know what the issues were with the contract and what have you. But he never really played, I think, outside of being a substitute for on a few first-team games because he had Ray Graydon in front of him. Mm. And you couldn't argue, really. Mm, yeah. He went on to bigger things, didn't he? Aston Villa, he went. Mm. Norwich, Aston Villa, yeah. Norwich, yeah. 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 Uh, so we'll go back to you then, Pete. So, 15, how, how long did you stay at Highridge? I played until I was. I know you had a few stints there, but I did have a few stints. Yeah. yeah, I played until I was nineteen, and then Mike was playing for Minehead uh, at the time. And Bob, Bob Boyd, their famous days, Jimmy Jenkins yeah. and Risdale and stuff. And Johnny Malden, if you remember the name Johnny Malden, his son Paul Malden was was captain at West Brom. I think he went yeah. from Bristol City to West Brom. He had cataracts, and he. In those days, they didn't sort of operate, so he was partially blind. So he retired suddenly, and I'd been training uh, at that time with Minehead. Mike had pushed me on a bit. Mike, to be honest, I got a lot of thanks really to move to move on, have a bit more confidence. So he said, "You don't train at Irish." They didn't train nothing. There was no mm-hmm. training. There was nothing. <laughs> Just turn up on a Saturday and play football. <laughs> Hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I I'd go training with uh, with Mike it, well, at uh, Russelltown Avenue down at the uh, that school there with the court. If you yeah. Know, yeah, which is now an academy, isn't it? Yeah. So I'd mix with you know players like Jimmy Jenkins, Steve Risdale, you know Derek Allhouse and Goal and Carter, Steve Carter, Pete Carter, and I um. I fitted in quite well, really, you know, and it was obviously something there. You know, I'd scored, always scored goals quite easily. I found it back of the net, you know, fairly, fairly regularly. Is and a trumpet there? I could borrow a minute. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't know anything you, about goal scoring, Dave. You asked so. me to tell the truth. Fair play, Pete. And uh, Johnny Modern retired, and he came to me. He said, "I'm taking over as manager of Hannon Athletic." In uh, they were in the county league then. Funny, funny. I had a great year, really. So um, I joined Ham Athletic, and uh, there were players like Dickie Downs playing for him. He managed to sign a few decent players on and what have you, and he again played me on the wing. But he he insisted that I had to run all the way back to the to our own penalty box, you know, demand the ball at, at that point, either from the fullback or from the goalkeeper run up the line, beat everyone and smack a ball into the box and it just wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. I, I couldn't, you know, that level of energy, I couldn't sustain. And as well as that, he was a raving pisshead. <laughs> Johnny Morden was a raving pisshead. And, uh, and because he was going blind, he couldn't drive or he wouldn't drive. No, he wouldn't drive. He made me drive so he could get pissed on Saturday night after a football match, <laughs> wherever it was. So I, I was like his chauffeur. Uh, yeah, and gopher. Really. <laughs> Basically, that's what it was. It's probably the only thing. But you couldn't see you. You yeah, just but said you'd done that. <laughs> you couldn't see you do it anyway. 
Yeah, he took but, a, he took up window cleaning. Actually, I'm thinking Pete, he might have been 20, 30 years of ahead of his time, and you might have been the new modern wingback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he, he was no mug in terms of his football brain. He, yeah. he played at a good a good level, yeah. I think. If he played for Swindon, I think he was an Arsenal uh, on the books as a young and got released. I think he played. He had a bit of a career for Swindon before yeah. he he went and played. He was at Minot, but I think he played for Welton Rovers as well. Right, because when when Mike was released from Bristol Rovers. He went to Welton Rovers, and they were they flew the flag of champions, Western League champions. Yeah. And there's like Alan Skirton and um, people like that who went on to play Steve league football. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's your neck of the woods too, isn't it? You're a good side then. Yeah, little gin, little Ginger Hopkins, who was at Bristol Rovers with him, where he ended up, I don't know. But he was a little left winger. He was a tidy player, and what have you. So, uh, and of course, I used to go with Mum and Dad to watch Mike, you know, because we we followed him in the Rovers reserves all over the place, yeah. you know. And so we followed it. Um, so yeah, so Johnny Mullen took me to um, took me to Pan Athletic. Had a had a real fun year, but it was a bit you know, a bit much really being his chauffeur. So I thought I'll, I'll go back to High Ridge. <laughs> So I went back to Highridge when Billy Shaw became manager and we stepped up a bit of gear. We were a senior district league, um, which we won. So I got a couple of medals in the in the in the in the cupboard. I mean there's so many it sort of takes, <laughs> it takes a weekend to clean the bloody things to be <laughs> honest. You'll but, fix it, but I don't count um, me. <laughs> Blue beer. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we we had good fun. We had good fun, yeah, we had good fun. And then um I kept in, in touch with the training thing with Mike. He was at mining for a lot of years and what have you. And then Pete Carter, who was, uh, you, you surely yeah. know Pete. Yeah, of course. I haven't seen him for a few years, but he's a printer. Uh, he, he gave him play and he became manager of Melksham Town. Yeah. So I went, I was someone from Melksham Town. Little did I know uh, who, 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 and I, this, by this time I'd grown. So, we're, you know, we're looking at centre forward. Six foot two on pure muscle, probably then. <laughs> Just made six foot, but yeah. the, the problem was, how do you, how do you, you know, shift the resident centre forward when is Archie Stevens? Ah, right. See, yeah. little, little did anyone know, you know what what he'd go on and, and do as a as a as a centre forward, and he was he was tasty. So I was well behind him, and um, unfortunately didn't you know got got games but not as regular as, as I would wanted yeah, yeah not as regularly as I liked so I sort of tasted I tasted a better level of football better pitches linesmen yeah, it makes a difference though, doesn't it yeah. massive isn't it so the attraction yeah. of, you know, of yeah. having people watch you it, you yeah. know is, is, is a great feeling isn't it it's not about the money because I'd have done it for nothing just to just to get to play at a better level and experience something which is a bit more Disciplined and you know, and, and it was all good. So, um, so of course I went to Clangdown. Yeah, yeah. Where Terry Gillard was manager, and I didn't have a great deal of first team football um, at Clangdown. It always seemed to be someone in the way. You know, Bernie Williams, for example, was just so good. Um, mm. Even though he had an injury and he always struggled with a back problem, he seemed still seemed to pull it out of the bag, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He he, he, he was tidy. He was a tidy player. Yeah, without a doubt. So from Clan Down, uh, Terry stopped managing. So I played more first team football with Terry, and then Steve Coles took over. And you know, whatever you do, I, I just couldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work. I could. I could play. I don't know. Barnstable on a Saturday, score a goal, and then be named in the Evening Post on a Friday night. You know, in the first team squad to get a phone call from the second team manager on Saturday morning saying, "Yeah, you're playing." You know, playing with us. And it sort of pissed me off a little bit. But we did have some fun in Clandown in the yeah. reserves. We did. That's where I met Badger, of course. I mean, that was the first. That was the first. That was the first meeting and coming together with Badger, and with a screen, complete screen. We were raving lunatics, really. I mean, we were. I mean, training. You know, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd stay. We'd stay up there till twelve o'clock, even though we had to drive back. The, you know, back to Bishopsworth. It was. You took the words right out of my mouth. Some of the things that went on in that clubhouse and getting home afterwards, you couldn't believe it. I remember I remember one evening we um we left there about eleven o'clock and uh, after training and I'd always pick Badger up on the way through or we'd jump out of my car and get into his wonderful Mexico, his Ford Mexico, just for the thrill of being in this wonderful car. 
and his wonderful stereo system with his beautiful music <laughs> and his fluffy dice and, yeah and, and the, the smell of the aroma of polish it was just wonderful. it was badger wasn't it uh, but this night I'd just been took delivery of a brand new Cortina and it works car you know work me way out to level and they give me a new car shining red and we come from the club down down the first stretch you'll know it Tony where there's a U there's like a hairpin bend and as I drove down the hairpin bend this car came round a bit quick and I decided to go straight on <laughs> so there's like a bank and there's a field beyond it so I go <laughs> and we end up in the field <laughs> and we went back to the fence to you know to see what I'd smashed down and nothing was smashed down nothing at all and I said, how do we get how do we, God, and I looked up and there was a barbed wire and when it was six foot tall, I said, did we go over that? My God. And then there was another strip of barbed wire and another strip of barbed wire. It was a miracle. So luckily I had a toolbox in the boot and I had an axle, so we cut the barbed wire and drove out, off we went. Dropped Badger off, went home. Next morning, the training night would have been Tuesday, probably next morning, got to go to work looked out the window just to check that there was no damage and what have you. I just couldn't believe my eyes. I could not believe my eyes. What we'd done is gone through a barbed wire fence and we'd stretched the barbed wire and up the front of the car, the bumper, the grill, the bonnet, the windscreen, the roof, the back window, the boot, all the way through the car, the barbed wire has gouged, I don't know, Quarter of an inch, and, you and it was it was a write-off. It was a complete. You couldn't do it out the night then. I had to take it. Couldn't see it. No, you sure you never had a cataracts. No, you blame that onto the beverage, don't you? <laughs> but that was uh, yeah. I got into I got into a right mess with my boss. It was you know, just delivered. I'll never forget. <laughs> it incredible. Got away with it. Kept the job, so we were okay. Lived to tell the story. So, uh, so good times at Clandown. Yeah, good times at Clandown. Yeah, lots of lots of uh, lots of fun. Yeah. So the Clandown experience was quite good for me in terms of football because I am um, very frustrated. You know, where do I go next? And who can I persuade that I I can score goals and I can play first team football? I, 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 one night, Mike said after after Clandown, obviously met him in the bar after a reserve game. Obviously, so we're going down to the Bathurst Tavern down in, um, by the cut, down by the General Hospital. You know the Bathurst mm -hmm. Tavern on the bridge there? A lot of players would congregate from different clubs and have you drink down there. I said, yeah, I'll come down, mate. We'll have a few extra beers. So we went down and we bumped into Derek Robbins. And Derek had uh, already put in 10 days, would it be 10 seven, days? Yeah, seven. seven days for Mike. And after a few bevers, I managed to persuade him that I was, that I, I was the best centre forward in, like in, in Bristol. Really. So I thought, well, you know, if they ain't gonna, you know, they're not going to scout me and watch me, they're certainly not going to choose me. I better tell them how good I am. Way to do it. So I persuaded him to uh, to put in seven days for me as well, which he did. And to my amazement, we he he he, he picked me. We went training first week, and he picked me to play against uh, Biddeford at home on a Saturday. Mike was playing. And who's this for? Uh, Pete, what team? Clevedon Town. Clevedon, yeah. So that was my sort of start at Clevedon, which was which was a funny way of getting in, but it worked. It, yeah. it did work. And I spent quite a few years of of, of great times. I great remember memories. you at Clevedon. Did you? Sorry, met Mike Richardson playing. Yeah, I did. Mike, play, yeah. That's where I met Mike. So Richardson, I remember we'd yeah. be out about in town. We'd see you and Mike. Yeah, yeah. And about you know Clevedon town boys. There was a few Brisbane boys who went to Clevedon, of course, weren't there? I mean, Phil Brake, you know, yeah, yeah Patchy there, Brian then? Perry. Patchy was Patchy was at Catesham and he he damaged his knees and but I mean he came back to Clevedon, didn't he? In a in a in a manager role, role yeah. Um, so uh, so went through a good a few good years and good fun years. I'll tell you a few funny stories really. But I mean, uh, Tommy Stanton, you know, came in and took over from Derek. Um, when I went there, we were struggling really for, for relegation and what have you. So he, he injected a, a bit of life in the team. He signed um, Grantley, uh, Dix went there, Colston Gwyther, Kenny Hallam came from Sheffield, one of the Sheffield clubs. Um, do you, you remember Kenny yeah. Adam? Yeah. Um, 
and uh, then you had likes of Chris Curran uh, who to me is the best centre half I've ever played in the same team as tremendous player I thought he was just he had everything yeah. good you know, he was a great yeah. player um, and uh, yeah a bit of a Saturday afternoon chucked in you know Lions down and you know we won 2-1 I scored both goals yeah. one was a fluke a run wide meant to cross the ball and the goalkeeper went the wrong way and a little bit of breeze put it in the net it looked pretty tasty to be honest and the crowd loved me <laughs> and then a diving header <laughs> six and a diving header from 55 a yards a diving header on the net no, a brave a brave header took a boot in the head but we got in the net on the near post so, so that was that was a good start really and that went we went a really good run then and, and by by Christmas it was well up the league and what have you we had, we had some good some good times so um yeah, it was, it was a good era, uh, Clevedon. Yeah, it was it was easy for me to get to. I was living um, just down by Blaze Castle, so getting on the motorway was you know it's twelve minutes from home actually, and down the motorway and off because they were playing at Timmouth Road then before the Hand Stadium. Good social with them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it's important to you over your career, isn't it, Pete? You need to, to you yeah. need you need to have fun. You, yeah. you you don't just play and pick up your bag and go home, do you? Well, that's what a lot of them do now, Pete. Yeah. In this era. Didn't they? Unfortunately, you know, don't get me wrong. Times have changed. Like you said about driving twenty miles back from Clandang to to Bristol. I mean, yeah. you you know, and rightly so, you can't no. do that. I now, wouldn't you know? do that now. No. 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 So you know, and I think that affects a lot of people when they travel to these clubs now. You know, you can't do what we used to. Maybe no. And, and I, I think they that. pay they pay you know lots of money. People shell out money for players, and you know they're made to have a little bit of discipline and respect and I'm not saying they all do by the way but I mean, that's the way it should work yeah yeah but um yeah a bit of a shame so yeah so that, that was that was great times um I moved on then to after a few years uh to Radstock I played for Radstock um, yeah. yeah for a couple of seasons um, what, what took you there manager well Pre pre season again, I think uh, I was Steve Fay who managed Old Georgians, and um, he asked me to play. I played in a friendly uh, against Radstock pre season, mm-hmm. um, and I just didn't fancy it really. I didn't fancy Old Georgians. They were in a bit of a, they were just all a bit misjointed. No one seemed very happy there. Um, I didn't get the vibe really, and what have you. And uh, as it happens, I had a I had a call from the manager was. Brian Brown, yeah. Is it Brian Brown? Yeah, Brian Nick Brown. Rings a bell. Yeah, um, and uh, I signed for Redstock. Yeah, so I played there for a couple of years. We got we got to the Somerset, even got to the Somerset Cup final. Played at Welton against, got beaten by the way, one 0 by Hengrove, I think it was. We got to the final. Somerset Senior Cup. Yeah, I remember playing in the Somerset Professional Cup against you actually, right. for Clevedon at Twerton Park. Okay. And uh, that was one of my highlights, really, because I, I jumped you from a free kick and managed to score a header. <laughs> I went down in my book as one of my better achievements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. I did not Yeah. No, he had a good reputation, didn't he? Yeah, time, fair play to him. So, so I was well pleased with that. Yeah. Lost 6 1, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the uh, score, to be truthful. I think we might have won and gone gone on to the next round, got beaten. Um, so yeah, so the, I played for Redstock, and then um, when I was thirty, Jeff Elliott, who took yeah. over as manager of Welton Rovers, remember Jeff, yeah, and me and asked me if I take a job as player coach at Welton. Mm. A lot of people don't know that, but I, I just tell you football mind Jeff Elliott. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he just stopped playing, um, mm. so he didn't play he, as player manager. He stopped playing. He took his job as manager. And um, yeah, so that was a good experience. Taking take pre-season training, running up the slag heaps around, you know, around uh, the plenty, area. Plenty of them. There were a few of them, weren't there? Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. what was your sort of training then, Pete? Would you be technical, or was it? Would you get people on the pitch doing a bit of shape, free kicks and no. corners, or is it just? Yeah, I try. That's that lamp post ten times and back. Yeah, Dave, I, I tried. I, I tried. I'd, I'd sit, I'd sit at home and think, I've got to be, I've got to be more creative. I've got to be more modern. I've got, to be, you know, I've got to bring some strategy to the game. But I couldn't really do it. No, no. I, I tried. You know, they just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was some fun. We, I mean, we had Steve Ancock, Jimmy Brown, 
um, the Browner was up there and what have you. Tony Harper, Darren, uh, yeah, Darren, Darren Blakely <laughs> yeah. was was there as well. So we had a few tidy players, uh, and um, it went a bit. It was a hit and miss season. Didn't do much, but the the committee at Welton were a bit political and what have you. It was always something they, were, they weren't happy with. And so yeah, I, was, I, I played a game from Welton, but I too, I think, was manager assistant was Steve Strong, uh, not Steve Strong, Chris Strong. You remember him? Yeah, because Jimmy Chris. Brown and Darren Ember were playing then. So it's got to be around the same era for yeah. Welton. Yeah, yeah. So, but like you said, who are you then, Pete, in your 30s? I was, I was 30, yeah. So I played for... Yeah. So from 31, I went back to Clevedon. All uh, right. And I got... I played there for two two seasons. And then I got my only injury, really, medial ligament uh, damage, playing in a game against Saltash, I think it was, at Clevedon. Um later in the season and of course we didn't have we had Les Scapins who was a Clevedon Town physio love his art you know and he, he just loved being there didn't he you know he had a little bag of tricks but he didn't really know much to be honest um, and you didn't get private health you didn't no. go and get treatment so you know you'd walk off with an injury but it was that bad that it was it, I couldn't play so I stopped I suppose probably a month before the season ended and I just gently recovered and uh, it's quite an interesting uh, time, really, because uh, during the summer holidays, uh, the, the recess of football, I started doing a bit of road running, you know, and the season started again. I had no club. And I said to my missus on a Saturday morning, I said, I've got to play football today. She said, we haven't got a club. I said, I know, but i got boots. <laughs> and there's the downs. <laughs> so I'm going at the downs this afternoon, and I'm going to play football. Little did I know at the Downs they kicked off at two thirty. So I I got I got up there about I don't know twenty past two, and uh, you know they were all warming up on the pitches all over the place. So I went to the you know the famous you know changing rooms yeah. by the water tower, and I went in. I seen this little old chap. I said, "Is there anyone short? Is there anyone short?" But that's what people used to do years ago at yeah. the Bristol Downs, wasn't it? That's Go out there and try and get a game if your game was off anywhere. Yeah, is there anyone short? Is there anyone short? And this little old man said, "Yeah, come, 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 come with me." Well, so I got a shirt for you. I said, "Well, okay." I said, "Shorts?" Oh, no, you bring your own. I said, "Serious? <laughs> Serious? You're a proper diva." He said, <laughs> "He said, and, and socks?" No, you should bring your own. I said, "Well, I ain't got any." I said, "I, I, so I can't play." Oh, he's, and he rifled through everyone's. Bags, bags in the changing rooms. He didn't care who it was. He was right <laughs> I think I went out with one red sock and one black sock, uh, and, and well, a shirt, your and a pair of white shorts. <laughs> the only thing that matched the team kit was. <laughs> I bet you fell home, didn't you? <laughs> of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> Still got the socks. <laughs> so, so I he, he said I said well where am I where am I playing? He said. Um, Right down at the sea walls. I said, "You serious? Because what what would happen is that the lowest the lowest division was the furthest away. So if you know if you were in a first team of a, of a club, you were close to the clubhouse. And it happens it so happened to be this team Durham Down Adult School, which is massively old and well known yeah. on the downs is Durham Down Adult. And School. that was who you going to play for? I well, I had to run, mm-hmm. and they'd already kicked off to the furthest point um, and I could only recognise it from the shirt of course because the shorts yeah. and socks were completely different and um, I stood on the line and I said excuse me I'm playing for you and this guy said come on come on play it right back <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I mean I have to say there's no point in blowing trumpet but I was a bit better than during down school fourth team I can assure you I mean they couldn't trap a ball they couldn't kick a ball they were all over the place there's more men on their asses than they were running around in the pits so fullback it was a nonsense I said excuse me I said but I can't play it I really can't I said that guy in midfield just didn't know how to control the ball kick a ball I said why don't you swap him with me I swear to you I'll do, I'll do some good so I played this game and we drew four all no, um, four. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't score. Oh. Uh, no, I didn't score. But the saves this guy made, this he was getting on. This goalkeeper, the saves this guy made was remarkable. Well, against you or for you? The, the, not for us. Against, against us, yeah. yeah. We, you know, we should have won it. I, I had a few chances. He pulled off saves. So the game finished at four, and I went. I first thing I had to do was go and shake the hand of this goalkeeper, and I went over and I said, 
goodness me. I said, you are something else. Goodness me. <laughs> you are something else. I said, do you mind me asking how old you are? He said, yes, I'm 78. What? I said, are you kidding me, man? I mean, he was bandy-legged, you know. He, he, they had a wheelchair on the line to, to carry him back to the, to push him back to the changing rooms. Amazing. So from that, I went back, changed, and a few guys said, you having a beer with us? You know, there's a pub at the top of um, Black Whale, just tucked behind the, the top rank there, uh, where they've got some changing rooms as well that they use. So they go out to this pub, so I, you know, join in, in as you do. And... Um, <laughs> Really the little, to. the little, the little committee of men in their little max and what have you sat around the table. I said, "Excuse me, would you come over?" And then, so you, you, um, we were quite impressed with you, evidently today. <laughs> um, would you like to play in our third team next week? Uh, I think it was a midweek game, so I played Saturday midweek game. Would you like to play in our third team? I said, "Yeah, wow, yeah, I'd love it." <laughs> I said, "But don't play me at fullback." So I played in the third team in the mi- middle of the week, Wednesday. I think they they play at the downtowns. And they played me in midfield, which I'm not, of course, really up front. But in that standard, it, you know, it's easy to look half tidy, isn't it? And uh, we had a game, and I enjoyed myself, and uh, went for a beer after. And then they called me over again and said, "Would you like to play in the second team or something?" Yeah, I'd love to. And I thought to myself, just keep doing this because you're getting a bit match fit and what have you. In a minute, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get back to playing football somewhere, you know, other than the downs. <laughs> and um, so I played the next game on the Saturday, and uh, same thing happened. Exactly the same thing happened. You know, I thought I had an okay game. It's, it's, it's a shit football, obviously, not very motivational. And they called me over again, and they said, "We think you can play in our first team." I said, "Really? Wow." <laughs> <laughs> So Saturday came and we played against one of the toughest teams, Noel Park or something like that. They kicked lumps out of you and what have you, and I, I didn't really enjoy it at all. It was, it was horrendous. I think we got a good victory. Went back and had a few points, and the guys came over to me again and said, "Would you like to be our manager?" <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, "You want to play in our fourth team next week?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She went from fourth team to first team, team manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. to manager. Absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. So I thought, I thought, after that, I thought, I'm not going to stay around drinking because they might persuade me to take a fucking job as manager. I'm going to I'm going to go away and I'm going to go into the Sunlife Club and have a pint with my brother-in-law and my father-in-law and not stay here with these guys. So that was what I did. I drove down to the Sunlife Club and never forget because I put a pound in the, in the gaming machine and won the jackpot. So surprised you had a pound on you, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was my little time out. It was, it was fun coming back, and then of course I I signed for Brisington. Yeah. So I went I went to Briz, and at, uh, Derek Derek Robbins was manager at Briz, and then dropped out. And Jamie uh, took over. Have So I had a couple of years there, and by that time I'd reached thirty five years of age, and it was borderline really. Jim Billings was you know was we were wrestling for places really, and he being younger and fitter and what have you. Just lost that little bit of sharpness. Always fit, but lost that little bit of sharpness at that level. You you can feel it. You know. You... How was your body then, Pete? It was fine. It, yeah, it was. It was absolutely fine. It was yeah. fine. I, mean, I felt. I felt it, between twenty eight and thirty two was fitness wise was the best years of my of my football really in terms of sharpness and yeah. you know goals and you know getting on the end of them quicker. What you'd find, I think, when you when you at an age where you're just not quite sharp. Is that you'd get a ball flash across the goal mouth a bit like Gaza did, and you know, in was it the World, yeah. World Cup? You're, 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 yeah, the Europeans. You just don't quite get there, and they all go oh, hard luck. And you know, you should have. It, you should have got there. You knew if you were a little bit fairer, a little bit sharper, that would be in the back of the net. Mm. So yeah, I only asked about the body because sometimes you know, injuries cause you to lose that happy yard. You know, that's yeah. been mentioned several times. I was, I, 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 I was lucky. I really was. I mean, my limbs aren't so good because I extended it and, and then I went back to playing cricket flat out full on yeah. and of course pace bowling knees again and yeah. if you think about it as well as the football thing and, and yeah so that's but I'll do it again absolutely so did you not go back to Highridge after that play yeah thir- so 35 close <laughs> season had a phone call from Phil Rendell Phil Rendell, well-known footballer mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, I don't know, and son was signed for Cardiff. He's got another son who played cricket for Glamorgan, quite well-known. Worked with Aaron Niger, the gas board, Phil Rendell, but it was a good, and he, he revived 
Highridge as such and turn started to mould a team where where because when I went back at thirty five, these boys, you know, Brenner, Russell Crew, Eddie Williams, um, you know, our Nige, our Paul had stayed there, Rosie had stayed there, they're only a bit younger than me, but the, the other guys like Stuart or Paul Emmons, you know, were sort of twelve, thirteen years younger than me. So it was uh, mm -hmm. you know, it was a another era of m meeting up and having friends really who were who were young, loads younger. Yeah. And in fact, you know, I've stayed, you know, friends with them in, in yeah. terms of uh, other sports like golf and what have you. And, uh, you know, it's, it was a good thing, really. So, yeah. And that was the start of a new era for me. I didn't know that I'd play for another 21 years. <laughs> you went through the teams at Irish, though, didn't you? First, uh... I did. I, I I played in the first team. I played in the I played until I was 44. I managed to keep the first team place for nine years, so I was 44. So you know, I played I played with um, you know Steve Miles and uh, PAs you know, for quite a few years. Um, we won five um, Avon Prem titles. Who was the manager then? Not Baden. Uh, well, Baden Baden had, had a spell. Paul Smith, sorry, he had, yeah, he had a, he had a year a year spell as manager. In fact, thinking about it, I went back with Baden and he asked me to be his assistant manager, right. player assistant manager. Mm. Never got a shout, to be honest, but it, I had the title, so I mean, that's all I was interested in, really, assistant manager, right? Um, so the, fir the first year was, was Baden, yeah, and then Phil Rendell took over from him. Um, but th those players that were, you know, that were at that level were good players. Yeah. You know, Eddie Williams was a good footballer, yeah. and there's no doubt about it, you can't you know, deny it. Brenner was good, and Russell was good, his brother Paul were very, very good footballers, you know? Mm. And, um, yeah, so we we had we had a great time, you know, winning the winning, winning the you know even prem as I say five five times. We got to five finals, but lost every one of them, which was quite annoying. There was a couple of good centre forwards I can remember you haven't mentioned. There was probably Alex Plenty. Did you play with Alex? Yeah, well? I played with Alex, you know, regularly. Yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex was a it was it was a very natural goal scorer. And, uh, and how about Dave Bernstein? I mean, he was a top player, wasn't he, Bernie? Well, he didn't play first team football. He, was, he scored a lot of goals, didn't he, in the reserves? But he didn't he didn't he didn't play at first team level. So. But he did score a lot of goals, yeah, Bernie. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was he was always hungry for a goal. So <laughs> Talk about hungry, sure, always always hungry. Look at the size of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, uh, well, he ain't hungry anymore, is he? <laughs> He's full up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but but yeah, I mean that was fun, and and it, it became a bit more involved because I I at the age of forty four, yeah, I, I sold my business and sort of retired for a while. And um, much to my wife's annoyance, I took over um, as chairman of Irish Football Club, and mm. you know, bought the lease on the Golden Cockerel, and we knocked it about, turned it into a you know into a decent home really. You know, that's where the professionalism came in. Badger came in as uh, as, as manager, to, but to start with, I was manager of the reserves with Hemmings. Paul Hemmings, yeah. yeah. Uh, Roger Coke to start with, and then then. You had some great players, Irish yeah. man, from all over Bristol. Oh, because well, originally it was a little club, wasn't it? High Ridge. It was you know the local football team. Yeah. They like your heart cliffs, your Wibby Woods. It was High Ridge. But by the end, I mean, I think maybe Badger started that. He was getting them from far and wide, wasn't he? From around Bristol and decent. Yeah, he, players for that level. He he was very his connections yeah. and still are of course to this day were always a bit important part of his life mm. and uh, he he brought in some great players didn't he once that level of football had come up. Um, before that of course he he played for Irish didn't he and yeah. you, and uh, until he finally broke his leg and you know was it a second time he broke his leg I yeah, think, I think it was, he did yeah he was mentioned yeah. on there yeah um, so it was. It, it was it was a complete turnaround. It was a different dynamic. So we yeah we we set our sights really high. You know we went down to Badger's dad, Percy being the groundsman. I mean the pitch. You know the mm. famous sloping pitch. It was okay taking the piss out of that pitch because it you know it, it was so you know so so much of a slope. Although Clandown you know wasn't a lot, wasn't a lot different. Yeah. But the, the the surface that that was it, that Percy had turned it into the the playing surface was like a carpet. It was a fabulous surface to play football on. So as long as you knew, it's you quite know, an intimidating game. ground to go to for an opponent, so wasn't it? Because you did have quite a lot. We we talked about characters on there, but you know, <laughs> you, the reputation. 
Yeah, I mean the reputation in terms of the abuse from the lines and stuff <laughs> and what have you. But when I when I I mean that was before I went back. I mean that, that it was not that bad when, when I went back to Irish at thirty five. It wasn't that bad. The mentality had, had changed, and you know I presume that the you know what the football supporters you know at that time had been fed up of supporting the team and they'd stayed in the pub all afternoon and yeah, watched the football team right, yeah. so I think it's uh, yeah but no I remember, I remember playing Brisington in a friendly when, we, when we'd when done the cockerel up in uh, pre-season we had a friendly and we did a barbecue out in the out in the sort of garden area and what have you because we had like a courtyard and what have you and it opened up the lounge and what have you and you know and there was some you know, good characters around Richo you know Richo was part, you know, part of that came in and we were quite proud of our achievement really and, mm. and it was very serious yeah we we had four teams and, and then Paul started a youth you know movement over there which was pretty successful when it comes to what some of the players the Liddells that came through and you know Johnny Mead, and there's a lot of players who played, you know, a better level, um, were capable of doing more, you know, without a doubt. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a big thing. So you said they started low in the district, whatever, and they ended up like county league champions for a number of years on the banks, didn't they? Mm, they did, they did. That 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 I then moved, I then moved on, and took after the reserves. I took the Vikings. You know, mm. and that's where all the youngsters were mm. uh, coming through from youth football, and they were probably my favourite years. Did you actually. have Jay with you then? Jay Lucas was he? Yeah, Jay, Lu- Jay Lucas. I had uh, there was players like Chris, yeah. Chrissy Ashton. There was Mark Liddell, Craig Liddell, uh, Nicky Pratton. Yeah, he was a players. tidy. Yeah, uh, Craig Eddy. Another, you know, they were really good footballers. Just needed a little bit. They had mm. slightly troubled lives, and that you know it didn't do much for their you know for their confidence I suppose but uh, yeah it was, it was good very good um, so yeah uh, High Ridge was great uh, you know t- players like Terry Isles you know tremendous you know for his for his size he was you know, Stevie was Phillips Stevie Phillips Steve Phillips yeah, yeah great Bradley Bradley was, even Bradley's brother was half tidy and Nicky was you know was, they, were, they were good players for sure without a doubt yeah but uh Emmins, Paul Tucker, you know, was quite tidy with it as well. We had some good goalkeepers, of course, and great characters, didn't we? Webby was, you know, was a Rob Webb, you know, was a well-loved, well-loved goalkeeper. He was great. He's up north now, isn't he? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's still because obviously Neil Davis and then he keeps in touch yeah, with Neil Davis. Neil Davis, Davis yeah. Tony Dix, like he's been mentioned on other podcast paper Mangasville. We went to Ivy Ridge, and he had some great players. Yeah, I just love going to going to watch him when I could. Yeah, no, uh, Christian Phelps. Yeah, uh, to uh, Gummers. <laughs> he was going to a function the other week, and I hadn't heard of him for years. I'm trying to think where he was going. Gummers. Someone said he'll be there. I'm trying to think where it was. Well, I didn't turn up, obviously. Well, a lot of the uh, the lads you mentioned, they're still playing like six or seven side over the Imperial Ground midweek. Right. They're all in their fifties and that. Now they still have a go still. Lovely. So fair play. It keeps you, you know, going, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, like you said, you, when did you actually stop? Your final game was at what age? My final game was at the age of fifty-six. I came on. I came on as sub for the Vikings when brother Nigel dropped down to manage the Vikings and was bringing his son Joe and George through uh, through football. And my son Tom was playing for the Vikings as well as right winger and I managed to come on as sub and I lost my balance and I thought this is time for me to stop I don't even think I can run very well really but I did manage to get a goal (laughs) that's a surprise my son my son crossed it and I managed to head it in I thought that's the way to bow out yeah Yeah. fair play Pete so that was that was uh, that was a good memory talking about family members I mean you've got to mention give Paul a mention because he was being a big part of Highbury, I mean, you know, for a long, lot, a lot of time. And we, you know, we've mentioned characters. I, he's probably a, up there with probably the biggest character I probably met in football, just for randomness and. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul's just different. Had a love affair. He's very, he's very different. He's just had a love affair with Highbury, isn't he? That's all you can call it, really. And um, everything, everything that he ever wanted to do was, was. Around Highridge Football Club and the Cockerel, basically, I remember him. He was working for you know for years. You know him and Rob worked worked for me for years. We, we were in the business, and uh, Paul was I. He had he was a direct company director, and I made him regional director because we had branches around around the country. And um, I said one day he was going to Leeds, 
and uh, I said I'll, pop, I'll, pop, I'll come along with you Paul and have a little look at it and have a chat with the manager up there and what have you see what's going on so I, I remember sat in the back of his of his car and he liked his Subaru so he had a nice new Subaru legacy estate you know made a roar didn't it had a yeah. flat engine and what have you he loved that he did love it so I sat in the back doing a bit of paperwork and what have you and he's driving that he said Pete I've got a proposition for you I said yeah, what's that then mate he said, do you fancy being, you know, being, going in the pub trade? And I said, couldn't think of anything worse, Paul. Just couldn't think of anything worse, mate. Why is that? He said, well, I've got this dream. He said, I want, I want to be the landlord of the cockerel. I said, really? I said, why would you want to do that? We've got a thriving business. I said, it's growing. It needs, you know, it needs love and assistance and what have you. I said, and you're right in the thick of it. Well paid. I said, and you want to be a landlord of the cockerel? Christ, mate. And of course, at that time, the cockerel had a terrible reputation mm. as being a dr- yeah. drug den. Um, it was awful, really. What, what a proposition. Um, no, he, said he, he said, it's been bugging me. He said, I, I just got to have it. I've got to be the lord of the manor. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, think about it, Art Long and Art, mate. I said, and I said but you, you won't count me in on that one. No, I've got too much responsibility to be getting involved in pubs. So, um, Two weeks later, he came to me. He said, "He said, can I have a bit of, you know, a bit of a loan, a bit of a bit of a cash payout?" He said, "I just signed a lease on the cockerel." I said, "You've actually done it, have you?" He said, "Yeah." He said, I'm, "I'm away." So that was it. He was away, and, uh, and you know, I don't know how many years later that the story unfolded. Really, mm. that's where his, his his involvement was. You know closer to the, co- uh, to the co- not just the cockerel but closer to high ridge as well you know and um yeah no he he is it's been his and probably now i would i wouldn't be surprised if every night he, he on his pillow he thinks of the high ridge badge and you know and all the things that he loved and i mean he did he did a lot of good for high ridge he did a lot yeah. of good his character you know to some people who don't get it his humor and what have you you know, outweighs his, his intent and his intentions, and he, he was he was exceptionally special at High Ridge without a shadow of a doubt. There's no ifs about it. Well, I got great memories in there. Yeah, I mean the youth the youth thing was was phenomenal, really. His style was completely completely outrageous and unorthodox, <laughs> but I mean he and they love him to death. Yeah. All, all the younguns who, who he brought through him. Yeah. Well, I used to take training down there, like when, when Paul was took over down there doing everything, the chairman and everything, and I used to go training down. We used to go down Beminster the back of where the swimming pool is down Dean Lane Dean Lane yeah and honestly we get 50 midweek we get 50 people turn up for training yeah. at least 50 you had a job just to contain it to, to get some organised wouldn't you yeah. <laughs> 25 aside <laughs> it was just mental everyone Copper loved Road their, school. yeah but everyone would turn up for training wouldn't they because you had three teams maybe and then you'd all go back to the clubhouse and like you said it, what you'd done at Clandown it was the same there wouldn't it it was, the, well, it's, it was it's phenomenal it was ramp, right? you, know? it? Bit, you, look, yeah. you actually look forward to going somewhere in the middle of the week and the camaraderie with those lads was, mm. was phenomenal as well yeah no, it was it was it was it was a, it was a good era and yeah no, you, you have to you have to take your hat off to Paul uh, and the good thing about it is that a lot of the people who were involved, you know, genuinely remember that. You know, you'll always get critics, won't you, wherever you go and whatever you do. It's not everyone's style, but Paul's style was, yeah, was certainly it's off, it's, off it's, the scale, really. Yeah. yeah. It's quite lucky as well. Like you, like you said, if the brothers, you had all a close affinity, didn't you, all of you together throughout your careers? Well, all your life, I suppose, haven't you? Yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're very lucky, really. Uh, we, we, you know, we, 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 you know, we worked together for a massive yeah. amount of years same industry we we cricketed together football together yeah. drank together you know nice. and, and yeah holiday together yeah so yeah we were very lucky you know so, you know, dad did some you can see the similarities between you because we all got different characters though, haven't you, you know yeah i mean like i went to school with nigel like you said great footballer you know in uh and you're a great character p <laughs> paul like i said he's just off the scale with you know these legendary some of the tales you've you've heard about, haven't you? I mean, and Mike Mike was also different, wasn't he? Yeah. Mike, Mike was full of banter, big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah big time. He, but I mean, he was oh, he was full of banter. Yeah. Oh, he adored it. He adored his banter, didn't he? I mean, yeah. and of course later on in life he went to Long Ashton, you know, golf club. If you go to Long Ashton and talk about Mike, yeah. I mean, they absolutely adore him. You know, yeah. or adored adored him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Web, the Webb brothers, and you know, they just uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. There's uh, I'm not so sure I'm, I'm the you know the most endeared and most liked 
brother. It's nice. <laughs> um, but, but, but does it bother you? It doesn't really uh, matter that much, to uh, be honest. No. no. Do you think you should do yourself down, Pete? I think you're uh, well liked and respected, yeah, and, and people like I, I, I know. I would think. I would yeah. think we're, we're doing. You've got something about you, Pete, and that's what people like. Yeah, we're, you know? we're doing. All you're right, no wallflower. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not not the prettiest. Uh, Flower in the in the vase, are we? Uh-huh. To be honest, no. So, yeah. So good. Yeah, great, great days. And um, you know, you move on, don't you? And um, you know, have, have a bit of fun. Get golf or some other route for banter, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, getting the piss taken out of you a lot is is nothing wrong with that. You learn, particularly about your clothing. Well, <laughs> it's fair to say that I have invested in recent times. You know, what I, 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 no, no, no. We're talking, we're talking. You know, Marks and Spencers now. We're oh. not talking about. We're not reached under armour yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we we we've got a little bit in the wardrobe. So yeah. So but, looking back, and Pete had a great career. Had a, had, a, had a wonderful title, had a great career, but yeah, I think made made a bit of a mark around around the well, place. Well, just really, the clubs you play for, the, the friends you've met. Yeah, lifelong friends. The wonderful thing about playing sport is it wherever you go around Bristol, and even outside of Bristol, because I mean, there's a lot of clubs in the Bath area that I've yeah. played for. Have you? Mm. You do, you know, you do seem to bump into people yeah. who recognise you and know you. And if you've been a bit of a character and you like a yeah. laugh, they, 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 their memory is even greater. So mm. I, I love it. I love it. You know, wherever it is, whether it's in Winterbourne High Street and some guy stood in the corner with a can of Natch in his hand at one o'clock on a Friday, and I go in in the pharmacy and someone shouts out, Brimble. <laughs> you know, give us a can of that, please. <laughs> you stand there on the pavement chatting for half an hour. You know, it's yeah. great stuff. It's someone who played for Winterbourne years ago, yeah. when Irish were, you know, we were doing battle with with Winterbourne. So, yeah, no, it's, I would I would do it all over again without a doubt. It's been, so you've, you got, you've got to be extremely proud of the legacy that you you've helped to create at Irish. I, I'm an outsider looking in, and I can just see the glow coming through in how proud you are really and you deserve a lot of credit for that yeah, you and the family there's a huge team of people who deserve a lot of credit for it you know and, and that includes you know Badger and you know, also Paul Tucker I mean Paul Tucker came, when I was chairman we, we, we decided to do a sponsorship teaming so the two of us took on responsibility almost as sponsor boys really we were the one who act to beg for money and what have you yeah. and I, we did a, we both did a cracking job because we have a, you know we have the gift of the gab really i mean that's what you've got you need yeah. to do but the, you know that at that period i i was turning up at, at one o'clock meeting the sponsor whoever it be whether it's terry ozier you know with lance of scott um and we'd we we treat them to uh, you know pre pre drinks and whatever before the game and then after the game we do a, you know a, stand up and speak about the game and say I'd like him to choose the man of the match and we 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 had a kitchen there in the in the in the club and we 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 do a steak dinner for them and whatever you after seriously properly professional we just wanted it to we just yeah. wanted to even though we weren't playing Western League football we wanted to aspire to doing something which represented good football. And people with a little bit of that up top, you know, and it, and it and it and it it worked well, and a lot of people have got some good memories of it, and uh, yeah, great, great times, yeah, really good times, great and, times. And the club continues to grow, Pete. Yeah, the football side of it's not as uh, prioritised as it should be now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Steve Phillips is left really old in the uh, the club as you know, very young chairman. Yeah. Um, with a, a, a great result in terms of the new club that they had down there but that new facility has got limitations on it it's not not allowed to turn it into a bar which is a shame because it's a lovely building the pitch looks great but it's unplayable because there was errors made with drainage and I think that pitch has been in for probably four years now maybe more and they've played no football on it really due to you know the problem with drainage and what have you so it's any any form of rain or wet is not they play on the top pitch which is a shame really but mm. um yeah, so I, I, I yeah, it, 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 the football side of it isn't the same now. So right. Yeah. And a lot of us, you know, they're quite sad about it. Mm. They've got the young kids down there now, though, as well, haven't they? The young under 10s or whatever they are coming from. They've it. started again, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. but so it was that a bit, might be the way forward. Yeah, and a few of the, th- the old names, like Shane Doherty. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They're young ones. Yeah, they're, they're young ones. So there's a few yeah. guys from, you know, the, the old era 
who live around the field still. Yeah, in the, in the housing, the front street yeah. road where we were brought up and what have you. And there was quite mm. a few live around there, a couple yeah. of road and around the corner. So there's a there, there's hope. Yeah, yeah, let's let's hope that uh, let's hope that that can it can be revived and the, the name the, the the legacy of High Ridge lives on. It's got a, lot, it's got a, a long way to go to be able to reach the heights that we yeah. did in, 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 in those in days. Past, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, we've got yeah. lots of questions then, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, who's the best player you played with, MP? Well, that's an interesting one, Dave, because I, I had a few games with you, didn't I? Yeah. It sounds talk, so I mean, I know you play. Um, <laughs> I, I, if you talk about defenders, I think... Well, the best player you sort of... What in your team? You know, you play when you said he makes us tick, or he, he plays to how I like. I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would pick Chris Curran. Uh, yeah, yeah, you it's, mentioned him, yeah. Seriously, it was, I think he had ev everything about him. You know, yeah. I didn't play the same team as you, so I, I, I'd, I'd yeah. like to make you feel good, you know, no, on, no, on, no, your, no. on your way out. So, Chris, who was your toughest opponent? Um, toughest opponent for me was uh, a centre-half who played for Bridgewater called Bob Herford. Herford. Bob Herford. Bob yeah. Herford. Tall, wiry centre-half. Yeah. Always had his elbows down the back of your him neck. Him and Alan Huxley. That's right, yeah, Alan Huxley. Yeah. And I I used to love playing against him, but it was the toughest thing and yeah. toughest challenge you'd ever get. But I could give as good as I as good as I as good as I got. And we had an amazing tussle from start to finish, never got booked or sent off, bruised to hell. But shook hands at the end of the game and had a pint. And I did bump mm. into him some years back as a, as a slightly older guy, and uh, he looks still looks wiry and fit and tall yeah. and what have you. And I would say that 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 mm. stood out every time I played against him. Yeah, mm. so yeah, I would say that was that's yeah. where it was. A lot of good memories, MP. Loads of good memories. Loads yeah. of good memories. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you want to share? Um, I will share something which I think may tickle your sense of humour. <laughs> Derek Robbins is quite a character, and I class him as a scatty character. Yeah, he yeah, was a very intelligent man, architect, very creative, but very scatty when it comes to football and management. And he was manager at Clevedon, and um, we play. We were playing at Barnstable on the Saturday, and the coach was leaving uh, at ten thirty. And Mike said it after training, and I know he said it, and I work because I work with him as well. He said, "I've got survey to do." in Western Supermare on Saturday morning, Derek. So, if you don't mind, I'll catch up with the coach after I've done my survey. I'll do my survey as early as possible, and I'll catch up with the coach. Well, I don't know what, what, how it was badged up, what company was using. He said, don't worry, I'll, you know, I'll make it, and we'll pull over to, after we got off the M5 or whatever. And so that's exactly what he did. So when we left Clevedon, Derek said, where's Mike Brimble? I said, Derek, surely you remember he's got a survey and he asked permission and he told you you'll catch a coach no <laughs> Derek <laughs> Derek I'm telling you no 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 we're going without him fuck him well we, I know we're going without him but he's going to catch us up because <laughs> it meant a bit to me because he's my brother obviously you know and uh, so coach set off and he just wouldn't stop talking about Mike not turning up I said I'm telling you now he's going to catch a coach up <laughs> so we, we, we get up, we get up, unbeknownst to us, Mike found the coach and was driving, he had a little Volkswagen Jetta, driving behind the coach, as we come off the motorway onto the road the road towards um, Barnstable, he overtook, beeped his horn and what have you, got the driver to pull in. And he pulls in, gets on the coach, and Derek said, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> he said, well, you know where I've been, Derek, I've done a survey in Western Superman, I asked permission, said I'd catch the coach up, I'm here, it's all right? And he wouldn't stop moaning about it. So we turn up at Barnstable, we're in the changing room, he said, right, I'm announcing the team. And he announced the team and the subs, and he announced himself as a sub, Derek Robbins, and he didn't include Mike in any of it. And Mike just couldn't believe it, he could not <laughs> believe it. So we played a game, Mike went off into the clubhouse and, you know, just sat there and what have you, watched the game. And 20 minutes to go, we won 1-0, by the way. I didn't score the goal. <laughs> it was a penalty. Um, and I think Greg Steele scored the goal. Really. Yeah, I remember Greg Steele. Left-hand bottom or right-hand top? Left-hand bottom, yeah, yeah, yeah. left-hand bottom. <laughs> 20, 20 minutes to go, he decides to 
come on and substitute. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. But unbeknown to him, he had his shorts on backwards. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, but shorts, when shorts were quite tight, if you put them on backwards, you, you know they're on backwards. Yeah. And you look like an idiot. He looks like he's running you know, backwards all the time. <laughs> and he was running around like a the, the blue ants fly, not having a clue what to do. And it just was hilarious. It was hilarious. Of course, that was Aaron Mark on the line thinking, that's just fantastic. <laughs> Take the piss out of you. So on, on the coach going back, he, he changed Mike into a pair of shorts backwards <laughs> and he started dancing up and down the coach and what have you and just to screams of laughter and Derek was like that and it was just the funniest thing funniest thing so that's just, just a little uh, fun story really but uh, uh, yeah and then he ended up with a round of tell Laura I love her of course which yeah. we all which we all know very well which was one of the, one of the songs it is few and few so yeah yeah Dear Mike, he was great fun. He was good fun. So yeah, that was just a, a little memory. Yeah, that's lovely, lovely to listen. Pete Brimble, thanks very much. From Painter and Rico, winging it. Thanks lovely. very much. Yeah, nice to see you, Pete. And um, thanks for having me. Thank you. You take care. Will do.